This is a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. Find us at k103.se. Due to copyright, the music is shortened. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank god this isn't live. Hey, hey, ho, you're listening to the show about nothing. I'm Fatima, and I'm here in the studio with my lovely co-host... Max. <laughs> Max. And uh, uh, we also have a person online, because in these corona times, people are a bit scared to meet up, which I respect, but not you, Marie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Wait, do you not respect Marie? What did you just say? That's what I said, but oh, it, right, was, right. it was a joke, yes. I, I like her a lot. Respect... Uh, Uh, Not sure. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Today we'll be discussing the topic of, well, we were actually going for post-apocalypse, but I think it's going to be mainly apocalypse, you know? Yeah. In these times of corona, it's it's probably a good idea to know different ways that the world could end besides the corona virus. So we're not we're not just dying from that. We can also die from any other or survive. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a positive outlook to be honest. Yeah. It, it could always be worse. Well, some do consider that we're living in the Corona times. Like no, in we're living in a. I lost the word. Word. Apocalyptic. Apocalyptic. <laughs> Apocalypse right now. Uh, later on, we'll also have a guest. It's Igor. Maybe Marie wants to present him. And we'll uh, tell us who he is. He's a weird. He's a weird scientist. Experienced a lot with um, apocalyptic scenarios. Some people also know him as my boyfriend. And yeah, he's constantly uh, trying to familiarize himself with the communication technology that we are using here. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not yeah, easy. So we're awaiting him. All right. So today's subject: the apocalypse. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try that again. Thank god this isn't live. Hello, Igor. Hi. Hi, how are you? Uh, pretty good, thanks. Are, you, are you an expert on uh, apocalypses? No, that was uh, oversold. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have high hopes for you now. Yeah, if, if civilization yeah, no crashes, we, we expect you to like come up with a solution, a, a plan. I hope okay, you have getaway bags for everyone. A plan for the apocalypse well, a solution or a plan? You tell me. A uh, solution or a plan? Yeah, um, both would be nice. I mean, a plan would be a good start. Uh, a solution would be even better. Okay, so we can plan the apocalypse and then we can solve it. Oh, I like it. We're gonna plan the apocalypse. You're in the wrong <laughs> line of work. I hope you're into like artificial intelligence and so on, because that's our first topic. Um, the technological singularity, as some may call it, uh, is upon us probably in this lifetime, and it's gonna be interesting to see if we're gonna be the slaves or the masters of the machine. That is an interesting philosophical question and practical, I suppose. A lot of the, isn't it Elon Musk that has like. Uh, he has an idea that we should probably probably try to merge with the robots and AIs instead of having them separate to us so we become interdependent and they can't take over. That would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, first off, I would have to, like, we would probably have to categorize uh, what kind of technological singularity we're talking about. I mean, everyone has this image of uh, the Terminator series, for example. Where, iRobot. Or iRobot, where you have physical robots that can actually, like robots, robots that can actually physically influence the uh, you know, reality, like get a bookshelf or punch a guy or something. But 
I still would say the more likely technological uh, singularity that we're probably going to experience is where every business is more or less run by artificial intelligence and basically any corporation is run by artificial intelligence to stay competitive with the other artificial intelligence and they'll try to evolve and they'll replace each other and probably take the human quite out of the loop there. Um, I have a friend that is maybe already kind of merged into like a little version of a robot. But they're doing, like, as you said, the whole uh, Neuralink. Yeah. It was a Elon Musk that they're working to integrate. I don't know. I don't know any details. Uh, but, uh, I was actually uh, I was actually watching a show called uh, Digits on uh, Curiosity Stream, which is a show that is it's it's a d- documentary on technology, like past, present, and future. And there was this guy that has already uh, like connected his brain to a ro- robotic robotic hand that he can control. So he's kind of already merged to. Uh, robot partly and uh, well i don't know because they were talking about this stuff that i don't really know much about but you know how the waves in the brain are kind of similar to signals and stuff i don't know yeah i mean it's it's all electric electrical impulses um but that would be human augmentation which is another interesting field which is also going to be experiencing some major advances due to uh, artificial intelligence especially because the computer will be able to learn how your brain works while it's trying to do what you brain wants it to do. But yeah, that that's another stage where some experts say that there is going to be people trying to compete, humans trying to compete with the machine by augmenting themselves and uh, adapting to the change. Do you remember the show called, like the show, uh, I think it was an MTV show, the robot, robot attack or something where people have built the robots and they were like fighting in this fighting pits? Oh, like it's, it's like a bunch of little like remote control cars and they, they mess each other up with blades yeah. and, and hammers and stuff. Exactly. Yes. Now, when you were saying this, I was just imagining how half human cyborg people were just fighting in these pits and still people will, would make money out of it. Oh, that would be really cool and brutal, but very cool. <laughs> Probably very brutal, but you know, if you lose a, an arm, you could just replace it with a new one. Then yeah, upgrade. Yeah, upgrade. <laughs> I wanted to uh, lift a um, uh, like an an issue that I uh, I was discussing. My partner, uh, who's a lot more interested in, I mean, I'm interested, but he knows more about this than I do. And we're discussing discussing like an issue when it comes to robots and why we are kind of scared of a an artificial intelligence and how like robots learn by themselves through their programming. And um, and he was saying that if you, for example, give a simple order to a machine, like, and he took the a cat photo example. I think it's a known experiment. I'm not sure, but like, if you tell a machine to like locate the cats in in a stream of photos, uh, then the cat like, and the only person that knows what is a cat and what is not a cat is the person running the program. So we would tell the robot, okay, this is not a cat. This is a cat. This is not a cat. And every time when the ro- the machine is right or wrong, the machine will learn, and eventually it will be able to uh, identify which photos are cats, cats, and which are not. But say you take this, I think you call this like a simple or no, I can't, no, I can't, I'm not gonna guess. But anyway, so imagine you take this to further, where you give the the machine more of an abstract order like take care of my house and the the machine would then like okay i'll take care of your house learning how to take care of the house and then the machine realizes because it's learning all the time that it's so much easier to take care of your house when you're not in it because you're not making any disorder like you're not disorganizing stuff 
So then you just get locked out of the house or whatever. And then what if we say, I'm going to push this really far, but what if we say that take care of the planet and we use, I don't know, climate change and like we, we use machines in, in various fields, like scientific fields, wars, wars, like there are machines that are working to not, exp- like everything is computerized anyway. And what if it all just goes bananas and... And we just, because we are the cause of war and climate change. What if the robots just take over? The AIs, the artificial intelligence, they learn, they get, they will learn faster than us. They will, I don't know. I mean, that's the most efficient way of solving that whole climate change problem. Just get rid of the problem, mm-hmm. which we happen to be. Yeah. I, I don't know. I personally always have my doubts about it. Maybe because I'm, that this could even happen. Uh, maybe because I'm not in the active or anyhow experience in the sector of designing AI, neither do I know much about programming and, you know, all this technological like background for creating this objects or intelligences. Uh, but it's just it's very hard for me to imagine that we can create something that will have like an independent brain that can take active decisions because somehow I still feel that everything they have to do, like a cleaning robot, they were made for that purpose and they will have a limit that they reach at some point and they can't develop themselves further. So maybe I'm just lacking the imagination, imaginary uh, capacity here, but I'm not really worried about it. I, I mean, I think it's quite interesting because uh, I can, I can recently had one of those long uh, drunk discussions with a friend of mine about the topic. It's one of those weird thoughts that pops into your head, but like uh, in general, we're kind of afraid that uh, the AI is going to go and like do something crazy and weird and we're all going to suffer for it. But I think it comes in part from maybe I'm coming from the fact that I don't know shit about it, but when we think about AIs, maybe we put a bit of humanity into them because uh, we as humans, we have uh, biological drives like uh, survival, reproduction, and all that stuff. So it's the stuff that gets you like uh, out of bed in the morning. But a computer perhaps doesn't have one. So what would be the, the drive behind an AI to improve itself or to get smarter? Well, maybe the humans that are programming them. Cause, so like you say, we have this, uh, like we're, we're different. And, and now we already have like people that are, we have love machines, for example, that people get really attached to. But yeah. We do? We do, yeah. There are um, actually in production, you know, sex dolls that are talking and roboting with you. Uh, roboting, yeah. Roboting <laughs> sexually. <laughs> I'm making up verbs. Uh, but what if the actual order given is uh, one like there will f- they will automatically be f- be based on the human because like or the human mind, which is the one that like because we are the ones programming it. So we're no human is perfect, and there is like computers don't do mistakes it's the humans that either use them or program them that make those mistakes early on or do something which was unforeseen or program it to not be able to handle something so it's it's in the end it's the human's mistake and considering that no human is perfect and we constantly do mistakes and we constantly have to learn from them i would say probably the best way of writing an ai is giving it as little influence as possible letting it learn on its own and then improving on itself but then again it's a slippery slope since who knows what's what it's going to learn that just sounds really 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 scary well this is how we're we're actually designing ais nowadays um but i think i i I, there's like an international cooperation with like a set of rules that like recommendations for people developing uh, ais so that because a lot of people are actually scared of this um this possible evolution uh within ai 
So like there are recommendations for for like how you should work when you're working with AI. I mean, it sounds all fantastic and haha Terminator, but it's an actual problem that's going to face us in the, in the near future. And it's going to be very interesting to see how it's being handled. Yeah. Or isn't handled. Yeah, <laughs> or isn't. I have one question for all of you before we go on to the next song. So I was thinking about like a few years ago, I don't know, maybe you all remember iRobot. Have you all seen it? Mm, yeah. Yeah. No. You haven't seen I Marie, come on. <laughs> have you seen Ex Machina? I know. Yes, I Same. have. That's a good one. So, uh, and when I saw iRobot, I was uh, I was crying because of the death of a robot, and it made me think of. Um, Did Frank- you just spoil the whole movie? No, I you didn't. You just spoiled the movie for her. Mm, no, I was thinking of when he fly- flew out the window. Anyway, and I was also thinking of Frankenstein, which is also like a man-made giving life to something. Um, and my question isn't really formulated yet, but like we make something that isn't human, but we get like this human attachment to the. I whatever. mean, as a counter argument, we also produce babies, right? That you know, but they, s- human. they start out as. Yeah, you're right. Only females. They, do. We, they are we, human. Really, but you know, they they start out as questionable intelligence um, and like few cells, and they become more and more intelligent, more and more aware. So. I mean, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that some AI can develop and... And we fall in love with them or something? Oh, yeah, and we fall in love with them. Actually, there is a movie about that uh, called Her. Yeah, Have you I was seen just that one? thinking about that yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've example. seen it, Marie? Hang on, hang on. Yes, That's I have. Good work, good work, Marie. Marie! I haven't. You haven't? Get out of here. Yes, yes. Amazing. I feel great. It's uh, one of the few <laughs> that Marie has and I haven't seen. <laughs> Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. Hi, this is Ryax. You're listening to K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. We're back and we're talking about zombies in the show about nothing. We have Igor and Marie on the line. Max is here scrolling on his phone because I don't know why. And zombies. All right, it's put away. The phone is away, okay? <laughs> so, you guys, how do you... Like like I said before, I personally think of zombies when I think about the apocalypse. Do you have any associations? Yeah. Every second movie, apocalypse, zombies going to be in it. It's like an important ingredient in a post-apocalyptic or apocalyptic world. So, yeah, definitely zombies involved. And how is your typical zombie? Oh, I don't know. I'd like... Uh, it kind of changed, and it also, I think, it's the same way it changed in the movies lately, because it used to be, you know, slow and stupid zombies, they're just really kind of dumb, but still scary, and now they're some sort of a genetic virus, super fast, super aggressive, scary, you cannot run away from them, they'll chase you forever. But for me, I think my typical zombie is, like, obviously, I haven't seen a lot of movies, and we already figured that out we on the show know. in several, several episodes. Uh, no, but they're always kind of, like, a little bit hilarious, kind of like walking dead, kind of falling apart, gross human-looking things that have like only one eye. And yeah, that's my 
my impression of a zombie, I think. Yeah, I mean, in, in media, we've seen that the image of a zombie has changed quite a bit. And there's also different versions, like, yeah, the virus thing, for example, I Am Legend with, you know, Will Smith in New York, how the zombies are kind of more like vampires, but it's kind of unsure because they're mutated. And you got other movies where, like, the zombies can't even get upstairs, for example, because they'll just, you know, trip and hit their head and, and stairs are the biggest pain. You know, and other movies, they're literally just, like, normal humans running at you just that they happen to be a slight bit more resilient and also want to eat your brains or, or whatever other part they can get their hands on the thing that defines a zombie for me is that it has to eat brains doesn't have to eat brains, yes does it, it does all right i'm fine. telling you about my zombies here all it right. has to eat brains your personal zombies my personal ones i have in my basement i'm experimenting so, so no. i was about to say your boyfriend is a zombie what what <laughs> <laughs> i was actually thinking about uh, another evolution when it comes to zombies like zombies are almost commercialized now you can get a zombie cushion and sheets and stuff so it's not only not it's also cute sometimes i'm just imagining one of those square pillows that you put in your bed kind of thing with usually the anime girl on it but now it's like a zombie exactly you can get that yeah well that's crazy I, i'll give i'll get you a link later so you can buy it yeah wonderful <laughs> so um, natural zombie flavor yeah <laughs> um but so uh regarding the subject of eating people uh because i don't know zombies do eat people i think at least mine do uh i'm going to talk about something that isn't exactly the same thing but they have in common that they eat people and are probably have some psychological issues the, there's a, a, a people from papua new guinea is that how you say it in english Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And they used to be a cannibal people that developed this disease called Kuru. I think the literal translation of Kuru is like uh, shakes. And I'm going to read a bit now because I'm going to forget it. But yeah, bo body tremors. And something else they did was they had like random outbursts of laughter. Okay, zombies don't do that, I think. Not the ones I know of. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hilarious though. Super scary. I mean, it feels like really psychopath uh, thing. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but these are all symptoms of the disease. And it's it seemed like... So this um, this disease was transferred by this... It's called a prion, I think. It's via a, not a badly folded protein, which like took over all your good proteins and like you would you would ultimately die from it and the thing is this was like a ceremonial thing when people died they ate them because they thought that they would uh get you know more easier like how i can't even talk anymore like did, did they cook them i'm not sure i don't know if they cooked them they liberated like they could leave their body if it was well. opened or something i suppose Uh, but I think they stopped this in the in the like 60s, and there's an argument whether the last person who actually had this disease died in 2006 or 2009. But I'm just thinking of like if we have these things associated with um, eating other people, then maybe becoming zombies, like we wouldn't last that long. I don't know. Like zombies are technically dead, so do proteins even affect them? But like like would <laughs> would we die? I don't know because they eat. Yeah, I mean, it would it would have to define if the zombie actually needs food to survive, or brains, or or flesh, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if they do, then I mean, the easiest way of just surviving is get yourself like a whole building, stock up on food, and just sit there till you know everyone starve, all the zombies starve. But then you'd be all alone in the world after. Well, I'm sure there's other intelligent people who like are sitting on other buildings. You can I'm, wave to them. I'm obviously like, hey! not one of them. <laughs> I live in a basement at the moment, so I don't think I would survive very long. 
Well, if you guys uh, on the line, Marie and Igor, if you guys were the, the only people that were human in a zombie world, what would you do? Well, it depends on the zombies, I guess. I mean, are they smart zombies or are they dumb zombies? Let's say they're smart zombies. They can run upstairs oh, then, and they can run. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. So they're not just like walking around. Hmm, I don't know. Pretty much the same, I guess. Figure out uh, some sort of uh, way of outlasting them because they are not exactly good planners. It seems to me like they're not exactly like they're gonna, you know... The zombies that I have in my basement brain. are really good planners. They are? Yeah, they, they have their little... Uh, They like play open. chess, you know, in the basement <laughs> to <laughs> practice their brain uh, capacity. They have a typewriter and this is how we come up with the show about nothing's uh, script every two <laughs> yeah. weeks. Uh, uh, we have the script here in front of us and um, it's written by zombies. Uh, gotta... <laughs> oh, we should sell that idea. That's like a good workforce, right? Yeah, it's a very good one. Yeah. It's just the word ghostwriter becomes a whole new dimension here. It's, uh, you know, ghost yeah. writer, zombie writer, yeah. pay for my zombie writer yeah. script. I mean, you would need an I editor actually... to get all the brains like written out. Once in a while, the zombies, you know, they'll just write brains. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah. But maybe the difficult part would be the feeding if they're all sitting in my basement. Like, how do I provide brains? Like, do I need to be like secretly working at a well, morgue to get uh, brains out? You could do a school trip once in a while, off a school course. <laughs> and once in a while, you know, right. kids, they're not the most bright, the brightest, right? They'll be like, Mom, I want a Pokemon. And you up, there goes, you know, a kid. It's not your fault. You, you <laughs> sure, told I'm them, just, yeah. I'm just stay happening behind, to be the organizer of this exactly. whole thing. <laughs> stay behind the taped line and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's too bad. A little grave robbing here and there. Oh yeah, that's good stuff too. That's probably better to start off then i won't have to kill people well you're not yeah. zombies are killing them you're not killing them yeah well i mean if um, if you plan a murder you are no you can get, no, go to jail for that you are offering a tour of your basement with zombies in it <laughs> that's true it's all the question of a perspective yeah. like you need to think of perspective it's their fault for stepping over the line yeah or being dragged over it I think if I uh, was the only human in a zombie world, I'd probably go out and become a zombie myself. I have a need of belonging. Conformity. I think I think I would... Uh, like, there's so many movies and books about those kind of apocalyptic scenarios where, like, the zombies have taken over, but then there's still, like, one, two, or five humans out there. And I think I, I would always hope that I'm in, like, one of those books and I can... If I only search long enough, I can find, like, the other human and I can try to, you know, develop a plan to take back the control or something. But how so possible? I would probably, like, like, really, how possible is it that you would actually survive after, like, the trip from wherever you are? Say they don't die. Say they're, like, a fungi living forever. Say, <laughs> and say then you have to, like... Get from where you are in your safety little bubble. Your food is running out. Like you don't have any more gas for your lights. Uh, like your f your flashlight doesn't have any batteries anymore. Your cars run out of gas. Like how do you? You don't have any more alcohol. <laughs> no more cigarettes. No more tobacco, nicotine, anything. And you have to take like get from where you are to this herd of world like safe haven, which generally exists in these movies, alive. Like, what are the mm. odds of you actually getting there? Well, I, I just crushed your zombies, dream. Right? <laughs> what? Sorry, what did you say, Igor? I think it, it still would depend on the zombies, wouldn't it? Yeah, but... Are they going to chase you? Are they just like, uh, you know, if you think about it, then if you, everybody turned into a zombie, then it would be just the bigger cities where there's a lot of people that uh, the zombies are. And in between, it should be just like, you know, 
uh, lush wildland by the time because there'll be no humans and you know maybe a nice national park in between you can go you know, as long as you get out of the city maybe it's just going to be a, a night hike <laughs> yeah or uh well you know, whatever maybe <laughs> i mean what about like that, right. that one zombie that's always in the forest he he'll find you he'll follow you uh, once a loner always a loner whether you're a yeah, zombie or yeah. not <laughs> <laughs> maybe wait enough uh, that, that they become intelligent and you can uh, maybe negotiate and, uh, <laughs> yeah, together <laughs> i'll give you this thing and like this little baby kid here and i can yeah. get past <laughs> Yeah. Um but uh, I was thinking about so we were talking about iRobot before. Um no, I am legend. Uh do we consider the monsters in I am legend to be zombies? I think they're actually classified as vampires, but I'm not really sure which vampires, one is the difference. Really? Well they they hide in the dark, right? So yeah. theoretically that's yeah. vampires, but I mean to be honest, who knows what they are? Yeah. They're slightly more intelligent vampires. than the brain dead. Yeah. Uh, I was actually, well, why I wanted to talk about them was because they show affection and through their affection, they actually develop in, even in their state of vampire, zombie, whatever they are. So I think according to I Am Legend, then they, they have a possibility to develop person, like they won't, even if they are really stupid, then they'll have to adapt to the surroundings if there's no food then you adapt normally right even if you're a zombie probably probably yeah i mean they didn't become really zombie zombies they're not decomposing they're not uh, dumb they're quite intelligent from the movie it seems like they were even uh, capable of making traps yep. yeah so they were already at the next level they had the pets zompires was that what you said yeah i mean in that movie will smith is basically the bad guy in in like they cannot go in the daylight which is similar to like i don't know a werewolf in for humans that goes out at night and hunts people so it's and then you know will smith also he he uh he abducts them to do experiments on them yeah so i mean he's actually the bad guy i mean from well, basically their point of view. he's like kind of decided that th their way of life is not a good way and it's better to be human because he's trying to transform them back even though yeah. they it, they had a mutation. <laughs> They're evolving. Ev evolving, like the Pokemons to the next stage, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. They um, kind of made the next uh, Apex Predator, and they, the humans weren't really happy with not being on the top of the food chain anymore, so they're trying to get back on it by, you know, hampering the the, <laughs> the new top dog. Makes sense. Uh, one yeah. last question, then, before we go on to the next song. Say we have these zombies, they are like stupid zombies and they don't have feelings and they eat uh, brains. That's all they know how to do. If you, like one of your loved ones, became a zombie, would you be able to kill that person if it, the person asked for it? Mm. Oh, God. Just a quick question before we go on to the next song. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in other words, if uh, Marie becomes a zombie now, would you be able to... Uh end her. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. Would you be able to kill a loved one if the person asked for it because the person was turning? Yes, probably wait until they turn. Not while they're turning and still are kind of resembling. But otherwise, it's kind of a question you have to find out while you're there. And uh, with whatever, a uh, kitchen knife or a gun with your hand. <laughs> it's a bridge you're going to cross when you get there. Yeah. So, Marie, would you kill Igor? Um, yeah, I think uh, it might be probably very hard 
and it depends a little bit. Now I'm saying, yes, I, I, I would because, you know, I would save the rest of humanity, including myself. And that has to be done. But then probably as we all always like talk about ourselves under these like extreme conditions, I don't know how we will react. So it's an, it's weird to say that because I think it's not always possible to actually know how we're going to be reacting. Well, it's good that you guys aren't complete psychos and we're like, yes, of course, I would love to kill my loved significant other. <laughs> I the actually... Psychos hide it well. <laughs> ah, yes, right. That makes sense. I actually have a thought that me... Well, I, I'm going to say it first. I'm not alone having this thought and I don't want to kill anyone, but I really want to see how difficult it is to penetrate someone's body with a knife. I think we're going off topic here. Yes. But, so maybe if my boyfriend became a zombie, it would be the perfect opportunity to try. At least you know. At least you're being on the positive side. Now, mental note: stay away from Fatima when she has a knife. <laughs> yeah. I actually, on that note, once be like had a roomie that was a doctor, and she used to learn how to give like blood infusions or like how to take blood from people. So she had a set of needles at home and she would explain me how to do it. And she would also offer me to practice. And I mean, we're talking about just like a tiny needle that's very sharp through like the upper layer of skin. And I have to admit that I was like, I mean, obviously super scared to do it, but it's it's quite hard to just like pinch a needle through skin because skin is a quite, I don't know, dense concept. So yeah. I don't imagine even the know how to imagine with a knife. Yeah. yeah. So I also have a prepared a little game for you guys. It's a, a game that will test. Well, I haven't prepared it really because I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't be bothered. So I found one online. It's eight questions and it will decide whether you would survive uh, a zombie apocalypse. And you guys are going to have to be as one person. So you guys will answer together. You guys is Marie and Igor. Sorry for not being clear about that. And Max, you will do one as well. So, coming up right after this. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. So, the game is about to start, and it's Zombie Apocalypse. Here's the question. What is the most important thing that you need after the zombies have taken over the planet? Tobacco. You have four options. Oh. Water, shotgun, matches, blankets. Where's the alcohol? It's not in there. Oh, man. But you need alcohol matches. to disinfect the, the wounds. Yeah, that's true. But you don't have that op option. Do you guys decide on matches? Matches? I mean, yeah. even in the survival stuff, they go for water first. But in the zombies, you might need the shotgun to get to the water. Ah, but you so can only choose uh, one item. Yeah, I would say shotgun. I mean, it's zombie apocalypse. Come on, let's face it. I, I mean, mean shotgun is a classic. Depending on how okay. smart the zombies are, you could just put a blanket over them, and they they like won't be able to get out of it. Yeah, maybe put the bucket on its head. Yep. No, I, I'm I'm gonna go for the water. You're going for water. Maria, you up for shotgun? All right. Well, I'm gonna join you in that one. Sounds like the most fun option, though. All right. Zombies have attacked your house, and you need to evacuate. What should you do before you leave? You have five options. Turn off electricity. Pack your valuables, grab emergency bag, water the lawn, or check the gas. Water the... wait, what? Water the lawn. <laughs> I'd do that totally. I, I want it to be clean for when they arrive. Yeah, of course. Right? <laughs> they might slip too. It takes out one or two of them. Yeah. Well, do we want to win, Marie? Uh, is, is, is there a winner? 
or is it just uh, did you make it or not? It's a did you make it or not thing. <laughs> okay, but I would grab the emergency bag. bag. Yeah. yeah. That would also int- mean that means that you guys have prepared one for before the apocalypse, guys. Which we didn't. Yeah. Which we're prepared. Yeah. Okay. You're <laughs> preppers. Well, I know you are. You have an emergency bag. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> like I've made it too. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need in your emergency bag? Bum, bum, bum. Cigarettes and alcohol. <laughs> Shot, ha- shotgun and water. <laughs> so there's shotgun. There's water. You can also put a first aid kit, hand power charger, emergency blanket, flashlight, battery operated radio, and protective breathing mask. All of the above. Everything. Everything. Yeah, yeah that's really yeah. stupid. I should have tested this before. <laughs> I feel like everything seems important. Well, is it going to tell us like, oh no, you didn't need the hand-powered generator or something? Maybe, yeah. maybe they're going to be like, oh, that's too How heavy for maybe you or something. Heavy, yeah. You oh, get out. you know what it said? You don't need a shotgun in the emergency bag. Oh, wait. what? I don't know. Maybe you could shoot everything. Those noobs. <laughs> this is zombie apocalypse. They really. Actually, you know what I they're think thinking. You don't have the shotgun in the bag. What use is a shotgun in a bag going to exactly. do? Exactly. I think that's so it. So like you grab your bag, you do grab that. your shotgun. But it's not in the bag. Important detail. Put a cigar in your mouth and you go out and say With some memorable really quotes. nice glasses. Yep. Turn yeah. on the gas. Turn on the gas. <laughs> Water the lawn. <laughs> but then it, blows, then it blows up in the background as you walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you're walking in slow motion, of course. Yeah. Of and course, the sprinkler is also adding <laughs> effect. Yeah. Yeah. After, after, after the, the explosion, the sprinklers turn on and it's yeah. very cinematic. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Which method is better for contacting loved ones if you get separated during the zombie attack? Phone call or text message? Well, I think it's pretty obvious it should be text message because phone call is going to be like, oh no, I was hiding. Oh God. Um, interestingly enough, they do actually like say in like a school shooting scenario, you should turn your phone onto silent because you could be hiding from someone and, you know, you shouldn't call them at the time and stuff like that. So yeah, that's interesting. super scary. I, I guess. I mean, it seems like good advice. Yeah, no, it's really good advice. But just imagine being locked in in a cupboard or something and hiding. And then, and your, then your phone mom calls. Yeah, your fucking phone rings. Oh, I'm not now. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a bad movie. moment. I'm trying to avoid death here. <laughs> oh, yes. Can I call you later? Yeah. <laughs> Love you. I'll be home for dinner. Um, <laughs> so do you go in for text message as well? Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. During a zombie apocalypse, contacting someone over email is more reliable than calling them. True or false? Reliable? Reliable. I don't know. I would say it's less reliable. Email, yeah, kind of. Because email runs on servers, right? So it has to be stored somewhere. While phone, of course, will runs on a network. But Cellular towers. But it's such a strange apocalypse. Everything's still working. Yeah. It's not really an apocalypse. Uh, it's just, uh, this is not post-apocalypse. This is within the apocalypse. Oh. I mean, <laughs> hold on, this is a double-sided yeah, sword, a right? One. If everyone's using the phone towers, then the phones are not going to work. If, you know, I guess it's not post yet, then I guess email probably, because post-apocalypse... Like, with this phone. Sorry? Who knows? Maybe, maybe they won't read your email. I mean, I don't read emails. So I mean, I think me. sincerely, if I was in a post-apocalypse, I probably would not read my emails because I would save battery using my phone. Hello, Fatima. I hope you're doing good <laughs> in this apocalypse <laughs> scene. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With love, your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> my grandma, you're kidding. She can't even... She, she tried using a computer once. Like she, we, I got her one. And she does. she didn't even... I had to explain so many times how the... 
the mouse works. Yep. You know, just the idea of having this thing walking over your screen, you know. And I get that it's hard, but it's just so natural for us. So it's like, I don't know. Well, basically yeah. now you only use your fingers to do stuff. So anyway, just forget what I said. So true or false? Oh, how was the question? <laughs> it was the email or telephone and email is more reliable. Exactly. Um, oh, it's, it's more reliable, not which one you're going to use. Exactly. Uh, no, I would say no. False. I'm going to say yes, email is more reliable. Who should you contact first after the zombie apocalypse comes to your home? Your significant other, your family, your neighbor, an out-of-time designated contact person. Sorry, what was the third one? An out-of-town designated contact person. <laughs> I'm going to go for the last maybe. one. Yeah, maybe I would also go for the last one because it's out of town. So maybe, you know, it's an option to get there and uh, leave the yeah, apocalypse. Screw your family and loved you. ones, right? Yeah, screw them. <laughs> yeah. Those. They're probably zombies they're already. Just baggage. Well, they're maybe probably. I already they're... shot them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's just like, oh, it's apocalypse time. Time to shoot my family. <laughs> Finally. I but get I'm to not turning it. Yeah, but you will. <laughs> <laughs> so, an out of town designated contact person for you guys, too. Yeah, why not? <sighs> yeah, why not? All right. So, we're getting to the almost last question. Your house has been damaged or destroyed. You have checked, and there aren't any more zombies surrounding your home. Where is the safest place to go? To the beach, to the n find the nearest open space, bunker up in a basement or shelter, to the mall. <laughs> today, today, today. <laughs> I don't know. This is already questionable. Stop questioning the questions and just answer. Okay, then bunker, bunker up. In a basement or shelter. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna take advice from Dawn of the Dead. Uh, they went to a shopping mall. Seems like a good place to be. Sure. I mean, there's gonna be a lot of zombies, but. Uh. All right. And here is the last question: When is it safe to leave your house? Never. Don't leave your house. When the zombies stop shaking your house. When it gets dark. At sunrise. Sorry. When the zombies stop shaking your house. Yeah. I gotta go with that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, in the dark, right? Because zombies can't see in the dark. Okay, then I'm choosing that for you guys. I think we're going to die. <laughs> Submit my answers. So, <laughs> you guys over there in the other, you got a score of 38 on 100, which means <laughs> you're probably not going to survive. It's okay. I don't want to live in that world. Well, just remember, you would have the joy of killing your whole family anyway. So yeah, any significant yeah. good way to go. Go. Mm. How did Max do? He got a thirty-eight. Hey, I got more. Oh, no, oh, you got the same. Oh. You get the same score. You both died. Well, so it's just a question of who shoots when for who first. Yeah, we can do like one of those triangles and count down. You know. I've seen so many good memes. Uh, like quarantine memes of what people do and there's always this one like die five in quarantine and you're like just standing there pointing at like both directions and there's a bunch of people like who do I shoot first and uh, yeah that was it yeah okay so you guys both died I didn't do the test so I might survive I don't know I'm not gonna find out I prefer to be oblivious not participating is worse than losing that's not true that's you, just you saying that oh I'm not agreeing with you <laughs> oh my god we're approaching 30 yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah. useless <laughs> let's try this again thank god this isn't live
Now I thought we just might quickly abort the subject of nuclear war. How do you feel about that? Great. <laughs> Big fan. Yes, definitely. <laughs> really want to make something explode now. Great change to the world. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So this is just something I've heard, but uh, and I tried to find facts about it. I couldn't, and I was really looking for like almost two hours. So maybe it's just not true, but I'm going to say it anyway. So I heard that this, like London has this defense plan when it comes to uh, nuclear bombs and I don't know, there are different types of bombs. But so like the idea is that if you shoot, uh, if you make London explode in any fashion, they have like an automated response from like platforms out in the sea that will shoot, will shoot other Uh, big cities in the world because they have this someone has to every day go and make sure that they don't get detonated like these bombs out in the sea isn't that like super scary if that's true i mean that is yeah. the premise of dr strangelove uh, more or less um where the russians have a nuclear that detergent happens. that automatically shoots nukes if nukes explode on their uh, their soil and like some general decides to shoot the nukes first because it's the cold war and we gotta show our dominance and then they can't recall because of all their procedures they can't recall one of the planes and even the russians are like what what just just we can't we can't turn it off we can't turn it off <laughs> and it's a complete chaos but yeah good movie by the way but i think it's a real thing though uh the As as you said, him as well. I'm not sure how 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 true it is, but uh, I think there was a program called the Dead Hand, maybe also in the Cold War, that if all of the infrastructure in the Soviet Union would be incapacitated and uh, nobody was left to make any decisions, there were sites that would launch nuclear warheads at predetermined destinations to, like, yeah, to deter people from thinking, like, yeah, well, if we blow them up quickly enough, it will be cool. So, like, yeah, yeah. Even, If in, we in the grave, we're gonna get you back. That sort of a deal. That's so, I mean, it's so depressing. Like, what, okay, I mean, if you die in a nuclear bomb, you just evaporate, kind well, of, I suppose. You won't suffer that much. Well, if you're uh, close Depends enough. Where you are. Yeah, yeah of, course, enough, of course. Otherwise, you get cancer and burning and. Yeah, it's not yeah, good. yeah. But yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think strategic wise, I get it. Like, why would, why you would do that? But I was actually look, doing some research on the subject. And like, for example, Sweden had a, a nuclear plan program that they left in the 60s because, you know, people, well, they judged that it wasn't really financial, like it was too dangerous and it wasn't financially interesting. So they invested in uh, airplanes instead. And a lot of like, I think there are five main countries that hold like the ownership kind of of uh, atom nuclear uh, bomb stuff nuclear detergents please sorry sorry so when i was scrolling i was just reading names like this is the mp531 and I, i just read so many names that i was like i'm i'm just going to call it nukes or whatever but yeah getting back to the strategy i uh, it's funny because it's actually called mad m a d as in mutually assured destruction Which is mm-hmm. now, now I'm re- going to read. It's a doctrine of military strategy and a national security policy in which a full-scale use of nuclear weapons by two or more opposing sides would cause the complete annihilation of both the attacker and the defender. And I think it's just funny that it's called mad because it's completely yeah. mad, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was also watching. Um, this is a few, uh, some time back, but there's a video, uh, a YouTube ch- uh, channel called Kurskisakt. Uh, it's probably German, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah, not... Kurzgesagt, yeah, with, Kurs- with Kurs- little Kurs- birds and animations. And yeah, the, yeah. Uh, and they made this video uh, about like what would happen if all the nukes were... Uh, atom bombs would go off. 
at the same time in the world. At a, at a same location. Not necessarily. I think I, it was... I think it, I remember maybe it them was at putting them location. all in one pile and then detonating them and then seeing like a huge part of like... I don't know why, but I feel like they did this in like South America or something and they just detonated half of South America away. <laughs> you could just see the birds going, like becoming all bones and the feathers flying away. Uh-huh. Definitely worth looking up. Yeah, recommend that video. Have a look at it. Nuclear war. Like, do we feel like we even have a, a chance? I mean... I don't think so. I, I don't know. Have has any one of you guys played the games Fallout? Basically, yeah, it's based around the idea that you know you have bunkers and people go into those bunkers when the nukes hit, and then you know, thirty or forty years later or something, they they all emerge again, and everything is a wasteland completely. There's radiated cockroaches that became the size of you know a dog, and oh my god, it's like lobster people and there's green people and i don't know it's 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 a crazy crazy fictional universe um but then we probably wouldn't survive all the radiation anyway like 40 years seems like not enough time for the radiation to go down if everything just i mean in japan they still have those cities i think i mean just look at chernobyl it's still a ghost city and it has when was chernobyl like 76 or something but at the same time, Chernobyl now, I mean, not for humans, but nature-wise, it has recovered so much because there were extinct species that came back to the place and it looks like a, like a, like primordial forest more or less by now because the major stuff that's been making it look like it was because of was humans. And if the humans are gone because of the radiation, the, the nature itself recovers really quickly. Yeah, but we don't. We don't, no. Either we uh, develop some sort of uh, mutations ourselves so we can uh, survive uh, that stuff better, or we go in for longer than 40 years. Green skin. I'm voting for green skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. And scales, maybe. I and don't know. scales. And like lobster arms. And while we're at it, couldn't we get wings so we can just fly oh, around? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yep. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that. Yeah. So before we go, I just want to uh, do a little recommendation. If there is a nuclear, like we actually have, uh, if a bomb hits, is going to hit Gothenburg, there's actually like a really, really huge mountain just outside of Gothenburg that is supposed to hold, be able to host a lot of people in the case, in case of war. Where, where is this place? Have a look at Google. <laughs> Ask <laughs> no. Google, all right. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, I got five minutes till the bomb hits like Google. I don't have the address, but it's it's actually now it's an airplane um, museum, but it is underground and it it is uh, like a safe haven for when when the war comes, kind of. Cool. Yeah. So you cool. have that, and we're going to be leaving you uh, with a little song. But first, I want to thank Igor for hanging out with us today. It was really nice to have you here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Yeah, and Marie also, even though you're really far away, thank you for popping in. Well, thanks for still letting me part of uh, my show. I was appreciating that. <laughs> yeah, I know the sentence came out a bit weird, but it's cool that you managed to be able to be on with us on, like, you know, these... Uh, difficult times. Yeah, Corona. Difficult time. Corona times. People dying all over the place. Yeah, and please do remember that you can always look on the bright side of the apocalypse. You will get to shoot your significant other. Oh my god, we're approaching 30. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> Let's try this again. Thank god this isn't live. You've just heard a podcast version of a radio show by K103 Gothenburg Student Radio. You'll find all our shows at k103.se. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram. Stay tuned. <laughs>